Hi friend, welcome to the Quiet Connections podcast. Do you feel anxious and not good enough in social situations? Feel like you're weird, broken or don't fit in? You are not alone. Join Hayley and Stacey on a journey to quiet confidence. Picking up key insights to help you feel more calm and confident. So you can finally speak up, join in and feel like you belong too. So today we're going to talk about something that is really widespread amongst students but very hidden and you are very likely to experience it but you may not know what it is and if you feel this way you're probably going to think that you are entirely alone. So today we want to talk about that intense fear that we get in social and performance situations like talking up in the class, doing presentations, um, even just socialising at, at the lunch break. Mm. And we can respond to this by often avoiding the situation as much as possible. And in those moments where we cannot avoid the situation, we end up being really fearful and panicking in the moment before and even after. So we have both had our experiences of feeling very socially anxious throughout college and throughout much of our lives. So Stacey, what was your college experience like? Yeah, so I remember like the first day of of starting college. Oh, actually even like, I think the week leading up to starting college, of having just that horrible feeling of I don't know who I'm gonna meet I don't know what what to expect um feeling really scared that like all the people in my class were gonna hate me um feeling like I was just wasn't gonna be able to make any new friends um at the same time I I knew I was going to to college with like a small group of friends that I had from school which really felt like a security blanket for me but I also recognized that like I wasn't always going to be with them because we were going to have different classes and there was just this intense fear of like I'm gonna show up to this class and I'm, I'm not going to be able to speak to anyone and like I said there was a fear of like that I was going to end up feeling really lonely and like an outsider and as though I didn't really fit in with the other like people in, in my class um there was also a fear that like of not knowing what the teachers were going to be like and are, are they going to be like really horrible and critical or like are they gonna like um what, what's it what's it like uh, like point you out or you know kind, kind of like put you on the spot a lot so there was a lot of fears a lot of um you know, fear around not knowing what to expect not knowing who I was going to meet fears of I'm going to be judged, I'm going to be criticised, I'm going to make a fool out of myself Um, and also then in addition to that as well that like I just I wasn't going to be any good at the subjects that I'd chosen and that everyone else was going to be better than me and I was going to just really suck (laughs) on every (laughs) single level (laughs) and actually by not being perhaps like as as knowledgeable or as as good as other people in my class like at at the subjects that that would mean that I was less than them and um and that was a 
yeah, really big fear for me um, because obviously I, I wanted to be seen as someone who was capable and competent and um, knowledgeable and particularly like with the subjects that I was doing at uni, like I, not uni, sorry, at college, I wanted to be seen as like this creative artistic person and that was a huge fear that like I just I wasn't going to be as as good at that as other people in my class so yeah lots of fears at, at college I remember dropping uh, one of my A-levels because it was the only one um, like the one subject that I had where we had to do presentations and I had managed to get through one presentation, <laughs> managed to get through, it was, it was hard. Um, and then when the next one came up, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So because that option was there for me to drop an A-level and to only do three rather than four, um, you know, like that part of me that always wanted to avoid uncomfortable situations like I almost like jumped at that opportunity despite the fact that actually it was a subject that I really really enjoyed and that I was actually quite good at and just that that one thing of I'm gonna have to stand up in front of the class again and and share like my perspective and like the reflections that I had um that I had made and um the stuff that I knew or that I thought I knew or whatever like in front of the rest of the class and that that was going to be open to judgment was just a big like I can't I can't do it that's that's what it felt like yeah similar there was definitely that underlying sense of like I'm not good enough and I am like even though my grades were fairly good I still felt like I was a failure um like I was going to get found out um like I just like I didn't fit in so very much the same um and I remember that being with me throughout school throughout college um and so on uh but the way that that showed up for me was to try and make myself really small so I'd sit at the back of the class whenever possible mm. um I would try to avoid presentations at all costs I remember one day I was like, I cannot get out of this presentation. And I was walking to college and I got so close to college and I was like, I just cannot do this. And I turned around and went home and told them that I'd been sick on the way in. And I ended up having to do that presentation to one member of staff. And it was still just as terrifying as if it was the whole class. And I really, really struggled with it. I struggled speaking up in class. I struggled with eating in front of people in the canteen, um, just general socialising, uh, talking to men. Um, there was so much that was really hard for me and I felt really ashamed that I couldn't do these things because I would look around and I would think, well, other people seem to manage with ease. Everybody else is confident. What is wrong with me? And so I was trying to hide it and not let people see what was going on yeah oh, which of course lots of us do yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. feeling of I, I need to hide the nerves I need to hide this anxiety I need to hide who I am basically and absolutely yeah. yeah it's really a fear about showing up and being seen and opening yourself up to judgment so 
I thought that I was the only person, the only person in the world experiencing this. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I did too. <laughs> I, I was most definitely the only one, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that's, that's very common. It definitely is. And I think that's because the nature of it, we do try to keep it hidden. People don't talk about it very much. We definitely don't want to share the way that we're feeling. Um, we don't want to open ourselves up to criticism by doing that. But the reality is that it's really, really common. And there was a, a study done in 2006, I believe, at the University of Plymouth. And they, they did this study in their university and in their partnership colleges, which includes Cornwall College. And they found that 12% of students experience generalised social anxiety. And this is where it impacts like all aspects of your life. And it can result in lots and lots of avoidance and lots and lots of panic and reduced well-being. Um, but interestingly, they found that almost half of all students experienced um, non-generalised social anxiety. So that is social anxiety in very specific situations, yeah. which most commonly is probably getting up and doing a presentation. And I found this so interesting because when we feel that like we are the only ones going through this we we look around and we see everyone else is confident everyone else is managing okay and what we're doing is comparing the way that we feel inside we're comparing all our internal struggles to that very small piece that someone else is allowing us to see yeah. oh absolutely it's, it's not a fair judgment no not at all and I found it really reassuring that actually almost 50% of students mm. feel this way to certainly about presenting or specific situations. So that really made me see that the way I was looking at other people wasn't accurate. It wasn't true. If, I, if I'm looking around and seeing everybody apart from me as confident, then I have to be wrong because almost half of those are not feeling confident. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you as well. Um, and I know, especially like over the last few years, like both myself and you, we've had numerous conversations with with other people who also felt really anxious in those performance situations or in social situations in general, and who were also looking around at other people and perceiving them to be more confident than what they were feeling. Um, and I actually think like both both of us have had people comment on um, us and them perceiving us as being more confident than than what we actually felt. And I know even actually even back in college that there were a few times where um, some people had perceived me as being confident and hadn't actually recognized or, or realized just how anxious I was feeling most of the time. And a lot of that was, was due to the fact that I would hide um, the anxiety that I, I was experiencing through laughing. So if I was in a group of people, I, would, I wouldn't say anything. I wasn't contributing to the conversation like at all. But like the way in which I would cope with that would be to laugh and pretend like <laughs> I was a part of the conversation in some some respects but if someone was then to ask me a question and like the spotlight went on me I would completely freeze so there was this this kind of like I suppose like 
disconnect between what I was actually feeling and sometimes what was being presented. But then there was also this fear that everyone could actually see how scared I was. Um, and yes, yeah, I think it's a really interesting di dynamic of how, how we perceive other, other people and it's not always true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's really interesting that we feel like it's not okay to be nervous. It's not okay to show that we're afraid of something. Um, getting up and doing a presentation is really hard. It's hard for so many people. And yet we tend to think that we just should be able to do this just naturally, even though a lot of the time we're not taught how to do it. We're not taught how to calm those nerves, how to get ourselves out of that freeze response when it's happening. Because the very same thing happened to me whenever I'd just get called upon in class, um, talking in front of other people, even let alone getting up and doing a presentation. Wow. I would find myself in that same freeze response red faced mm -hmm. and just unable to get my words out and if I did cho choke out any words they would be in a right muddle yeah same here yeah and then you have all that criticism that comes afterwards of I've just made such a fool out of myself and <laughs> yeah and that can keep us awake for months on end oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and yeah and, and likewise I, I remember that as well like if, if a teacher um you know asks like if they had hadn't like asked the question and nobody else kind of like responded in the class, which possibly is also another indication that actually other people are feeling nervous and and anxious because they don't want to put their hands up and offer their own um, thoughts or or answers. Um, and then the teacher obviously kind of resorts to just pointing, picking someone out in the class. Like if that was ever me, well, actually, first of all, I remember if I knew that that was going to happen, it was just avoid eye contact with the teacher at all costs. Like do not engage with them and hopefully they won't see me. Um, Rule number one. Yeah. <laughs> Classic tactic. Um, <laughs> but if it did, which, you know, on, on occasions it does happen, I would just remember this like, Oh, just, just this feeling washing over me of like oh my god like I can't I can't speak like and they would just sit there and quite often I would actually just turn around and say I don't know like even if I did it was just I don't know because like please take this attention off of me yeah um the shortest answer yeah yeah absolutely um, but yeah, that might be something to actually look out for as, as well. Like if, if you're feeling that way in the class and you're noticing that actually a lot of other people also aren't putting their hands up or they're not offering their own um, ideas or their thoughts or things like that, that actually that could be a real strong indication that somebody else might be feeling just as, just as anxious as, as you are. And perhaps that's an opportunity there to um, reach out to them and connect with them. Or, or even just to experience that sense of comfort that you, to recognize that, okay, I'm not the only person feeling this way. Yeah, that is a really good point, Stacey, because after setting up Quiet Connections, somebody that I used to go to college with um, for the second time, when I went back to Cornwall College to do my foundation degree, so we were mostly mature students at this point, and someone that was in the class with me came to me and said oh you probably remember me as the quietest one in the class <laughs> and she shared her story and I thought wow I used to think that she was pretty confident mm. even maybe a little bit stuck up or something <laughs> <laughs> because we 
we often have these really common misconceptions about quiet and what it means and we consider it to be rude or ignorant or just not interested and it's not like that at all yeah so we must always just ask what else can be true Mm. yeah yeah for sure and again like that's those are things that I know other people have have kind of like thought about me in the past as well like I've had a number of of conversations with people who have been like when I first met you I thought you were a bitch and I was like oh like (laughs) I'm like so far from being a bitch but um at the same time I, I can almost understand why they might have had that perception but also like there's that sense of like we, we don't question it like we just kind of jump to the conclusion that oh this person obviously doesn't like me or oh, and interestingly actually then like what we're seeing is that people are then reflecting it back onto themselves and like if, if somebody else is, is feeling anxious and they're avoiding eye contact with you or perhaps they're not asking you questions or engaging in conversation with you that there is every chance that that person feels really anxious in that situation perhaps they've got their own um insecurities and things that they're feeling uncomfortable about sharing but interestingly like we tend to sit there and think that it's all about us and that it's because this person doesn't like me it's because i'm boring or i'm not good enough or you know so like we we end up in these situations where we're all thinking the worst of ourselves as opposed to questioning actually what else could be going on for, for everyone around us. Yep. So the most important skill that we can bring is that sense of curiosity, because otherwise we can fall into creating the same story where we are this person who is maybe being bullied or people don't like me or, or I've done something wrong and I'm just not good enough. And when we don't question those stories and we really believe that they're true, we can start to show up as if they are true. So we can start to move away from people, withdraw, um, maybe even be a little bit cold towards people because we think that that's what's happening to us. Mm. And that can create uh, its own self-fulfilling prophecy because if you're behaving like that, someone else is going to respond in the way that you originally thought. So it's always really, really good to question that thought first going off before you start to to respond. Yeah, and like something that we that we do a lot of here at, at Quiet Connections, um, first of all, is is sharing the information that our thoughts are not reality, and then like one of the skills that like we quite often teach people is how they can learn to start questioning those thoughts and and challenging those thoughts and asking themselves like. what am I missing what is the story that I'm making up um what information have I misinterpreted and what part am I playing yeah yeah really important question um and these are questions that that you can ask yourself and um perhaps even spend some time like asking yourself that question and then uh doing a bit of journaling writing it down seeing what comes up um or it could be something that you ask yourself whilst doing another activity that you find enjoyable and just paying attention to, to what, again, the answers that, that are coming up from, from within you and just allowing yourself that chance to um, break the stories 
break those those thought cycles. Another thing that I think is really important to recognise is that confidence isn't something that we either have or don't have. Because I know that I used to really hold myself back and be like, oh, you know, when I feel confident, then I'll do this. Then I'll yes. be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I can recognise that as well. I was always waiting for, for the moment that I was just going to magically wake up one day and I was... I, I wasn't going to feel the way that I was feeling. I wasn't going to feel like I was good enough. And I was just waiting for like, you know, that, that day that it's going to be like, right now I can do all the things that I want to achieve. Um, you know, and that's, that's not the way things work. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like a flick of the switch and mm-hmm. I would reach a certain age or a certain milestone, go to college and I'd suddenly be like, okay, I feel like an adult now. I feel confident. Mm. Um, but confidence doesn't come with adulthood. And I felt like a scared little girl throughout much of my 20s as well. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't until I'd done an awful lot of work on myself that I suddenly realised I don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel like a scared little girl. And what I've come to realise is that confidence is, is partly about self-acceptance. And one real piece of this is, especially when we're more introverted, more quieter people naturally, we tend to think very lowly of ourselves and our our quiet strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to recognise that there's a lot of value in being introverted and we are equally as worthy as our extroverted counterparts. Yeah, for sure. And the second part of that is that Confidence is very much about having the, the having trust that we have tools that we can use in challenging situations. And this includes, like you mentioned before, ways to recognise that our thinking might not be correct and just to get really curious about that. Ways to manage ourselves when we go into that fight or flight response. which if we feel socially anxious that's happening an awful lot to us and we probably don't even know it um and and maybe ways to start conversations to to have difficult tough conversations with people to share our opinions and just learning a little bit about how to actually have those conversations and put across your opinions and create boundaries and say no which all takes a lot of practice yeah and I was gonna say like that for me feels like the most key part is that it, we need to recognize that these things don't again like happen with the flick of a switch it's about us learning it's about us um gradually developing those skills um and most importantly practicing them and taking them step by step and and doing that at the pace that feels right for you as as an individual um what's coming to mind to me right now is that whole idea around um you know so often like even on social media and stuff like we're getting the message that in order to you know learn these things we have to kind of dive in dive in at the deep end that we have to throw ourselves into a situation that actually might be too too far of a stretch for us and what that does is that it, it 
often tends to then trigger that that panic response within us that fight or flight to the point that kind of like it then reaffirms what we were originally believing about ourselves actually I, I can't do this and then you know pushes us back into wanting to stay in our comfort zone to want to stay in, in that safe space to continue avoiding things um when actually the 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 best approach to take is what we call a comfort zone stretch so it's recognizing that in between the the comfort zone and the panic zone is actually this learning zone and if we take tiny tiny little steps make these little stretches um think of it as in terms of like you exercising your muscles and you know you wouldn't wake up one day and go and run a marathon you would train for quite quite a long period of time usually and it's the same approach that we need to take when it comes to doing things that are out of our comfort zone that feel uncomfortable to us that we are experiencing some anxiety around and breaking it down into manageable steps that you know are still uncomfortable to some degree but feel enough to be able to be like I can I can access some courage the courage that is within me to be able to take that first little step and then I'm going to build upon it and I'm going to keep doing that until I reach the big end goal that would have originally been in the panic zone <laughs> yes yeah perfect I really like that and I think it's really important to recognize that we all do have that courage inside of us and even though we feel anxious we can feel and be courageous at exactly the same time yeah. Now, one of the situations that is probably feels the hardest to achieve this is presentations at college mm. because we are really thrown in the deep end and yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of the teachers just don't understand social anxiety at all um, and we've been to Cornwall College and we've been done some training with student liaison officers and we found that when people can get into the mindset of someone who's feeling very anxious in social situations, they can really empathise, but they might not automatically get there by themselves. They might need a bit of information about it first. Um, so one thing that, that you can do in order to gently stretch your comfort zone when it comes to presentations is practice as much as possible by yourself mm. try to create a friendly audience for yourself before you have to do the presentations if that is like start with one person a comfortable person or even start with like an audience of teddies or something yeah, and imagine that they're people thinking teddies. Like, <laughs> as, as embarrassing as that might sound like it's you know that there's still that sense of like feeling as though people are, are watching you. So that can be a really, really safe way to start doing it. <laughs> yeah, that might be the very first step if you're feeling really anxious about presentations. Mm -hmm. And then what we would love to see is being able to work your way up to doing presentations in just a group of you. Um, and then maybe doing presentations as a group to the class. And then finally getting to a stage where you are doing a presentation on your own. Now, this isn't always possible in the classroom setup. Um, but you can create little moments where you can be gently stretching your comfort zone in this way for yourself and with your group of friends. And even if you feel reluctant to share how you feel with your group of friends, 
remember that 50% of them probably feel really afraid about doing presentations too. So half of them are going to be extremely grateful to have this opportunity to practice and have a go before they get to the real thing. Yeah. And uh, this is something that both uh, myself and Hayley have personally done. And, um, you you know, like a a few years ago, even, I think it was probably about four years ago, and um we like well, when I first met Haley, we, we were on like a business course and we had this workshop in like projecting uh professional confidence or something like that and in it like there was um it was kind of sprung on us that we were going to get up and do like a three minute presentation and I completely froze um and I actually I if I remember correctly I, I ran back to my seat halfway through and almost I was just in complete panic mode. Um, and the reason why, like, in this workshop we were doing this was because in, like, seven months' time, we were going to have to, like, each one of us, like, on this course was going to have to do this presentation in front of, like, 100 people at the Eden Project. And the thought of doing that was just terrifying for me. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Um, so, actually, like, part of the process of leading up to that was, you know, doing these small practice presentations with Haley and a few other a few other people, having that safe space to to go up and and to practice speaking in front of other people and to not have to um, worry about like if if I stumble over words um, or anything like that because it was a safe practice space and like for me this is like a huge huge key word is practice everything's about practice. Um, but then to also have that encouraging feedback from other people as well. Um, and what essentially happened was doing that over the course of like a couple of months uh, when it came to doing the the actual presentation at the event in front of like a room of like 100 people that I didn't know. I was able to stand up there and I had felt like the most calmest that I'd ever felt whilst doing a presentation like in my life. And I remember my legs weren't shaking, like they were nice and still. I remember being able to like hold my head up and look around the room and actually even make some eye contact with people. And it made such a huge difference to me. And then actually after, because my my mum and my partner came to watch it as well, they both <laughs> said to me like, I'm really surprised that you were able to do that. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, I'm oh, more than certain that like you were going to get out there and just fall to pieces. And I was like, well, <laughs> I've been practicing over the last like couple of months. <laughs> and it made such a huge difference. So it, it really is um, a valuable tool and, and thing to do. Absolutely. And how many people did you speak to recently on that webinar, Stacey? Yeah, and then, um, yeah, recently, uh, a couple of months ago, um, went live on a online webinar, and I didn't, I didn't actually know this beforehand, but I did find out afterwards that there was 4,000 people watching. And, you know, th- these, these are really important things to, to acknowledge that actually, uh, you know, although you might be feeling as if you're never going to be able to to speak in front of people, whether that is like a small group of people, like, you know, going out for drinks or something, or it's doing a presentation or perhaps some point later on down the line, like when you're working towards a career and perhaps you've got to do some public speaking or even like an interview. 
like if you're currently in that position of feeling like I'm never going to be able to do that um I really want you to know that like I also felt that way so did Hayley and yet now because of like the work that we've done because of all these steps that, that we've we've taken and things that we've practiced both of us are you know publicly speaking on on a regular basis <laughs> and yeah it's become something that yeah still feels scary still feels a little bit nerve-wracking um but it's also something that we acknowledge that that it's okay to feel that way and yet we are still able to show up and do it yeah that anxiety only makes us human and when it's something that's important to us like taking a course at college we really want to pass it we want to be we want to do well in our careers then it's it's absolutely normal to feel anxious and i think yeah having that that compassion towards ourselves is is really important and also just to to recognize that there is hope with that that actually you know things can change for you and you can hold on to that. So on that note, let's talk a little bit about what support you can get for yourself when you feel like this. So what we're going to do is put our student resource pack onto our website so that you can download it and you can access a number of really simple techniques that you can start implementing today. Things that are going to really help you to tweak your mindset and just change the way that your body is responding. And of course it takes time for it to have a, a longer term impact. So these are things that you wanna be using on a consistent basis. That's one thing that you can do. There's, um, there's other books and blogs that you can read and there's an awful lot that you can get on a self-help basis. So at what point do you want to start looking for professional support because a lot of people will say oh I'm not bad enough or oh someone else needs that support more than me and we do tend to think that we don't deserve that help mm, yeah I've definitely felt that way and I hear a lot of clients saying that as well so at Quiet Connections we work with people on a one-to-one -one basis offering coaching and at the moment in Cornwall, you can access that support for free if you are unemployed, even if you're a student. And you can do this by going through the Positive People program. Mm -hmm. And you'll find a link on our website to get some more information about this. So we're a, a specialist provider on the Positive People program. So although we don't actually run the program, they refer people to us for for coaching support to help them with social anxiety growing confidence um, and just learning to accept ourselves a little bit more and show up and be seen with a little bit more courage yeah and then another thing that we are running on a monthly basis is um we we host a free webinar that that you're more than welcome to attend to and in this webinar, we talk a lot more in depth as to what social anxiety is, um, where it's coming from, um, what is actually going on beneath the surface, and um, we start looking at the, the theory of change, so how, how we can start approaching making those changes in our life so that they're in 
alignment with who we actually are, that it's not about us changing who we are in order to fit in. It's about us changing how we're responding and how we're reacting to situations in order to actually recognize that, that we already belong. And, and the other way is to download the Quiet Connections app. So we have an app that has some free features and some premium features. And in it, you'll find some advice and hints and tips and conversation starters. And you'll even find a mini course to help you with the very basics to manage that anxiety and feel a little bit more confident. Oh, yeah. And that would be a great course to, to kind of start with. And also on our app, you will find a, a community group where you can connect with other people who are also feeling um, the same as you are. And that's a really nice, really nice safe space for us to kind of talk about anything that you might be feeling worried about or feeling anxious about, as well as an opportunity for you to just share aspects of, of what, what you enjoy and what your interests are and, and experience that sense of um, you know, commonality with other people and to recognize that actually like you have a lot a lot to bring to the table yeah. we really want you to feel like you are not alone in this and and we are with you yeah every step of the way so just to reiterate what our website is in case you missed that it's www.quietconnections.co.uk and that's where you'll find all these free resources so even if even if social anxiety is if, if, even if it feels mild to you, if it's impacting your life in any way at all, I would suggest going to get that support. Um, for me, I, I wish I had had that support when I was at college because honestly, it got a little bit harder for me when I left college and I was then had the, the option of going to university or going to work and both of those were really terrifying mm -hmm. so now is definitely the time to get that support to learn a little bit more about what's happening for you and those ways that you can manage the anxiety and feel more confident in yourself thank you for listening and stay connected Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes from this episode at quietconnections.co.uk. Claim your free gift now at quietconnections.co.uk forward slash free gifts. With gratitude for the support of the National Lottery Community Fund.